Morning, Center Point. All right, why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Holy Spirit, we invite you to this place. Lord, we pray that you would open up our hearts and minds to give us greater understanding and conviction in the way that only you can bring, Lord, to transform our lives. Lord, we pray, Lord, right now that we would not leave the same. Lord, that we would be so impacted by an encounter of God, by a divine encounter, Lord, we would not be the same. So, Lord, we open up, Lord, our hearts to you. We say yes to you, God. We say yes to you, God, right now. Lord, we pray that you would just, just sweep out all that is old, all that is, that is uh, sinful and grimy within us, oh God, and bring your fresh wind, your light, your truth, your new life within us, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, um, yes, we do have just a very few pieces left. I'm so sorry. Um, as far as the jewelry is concerned, there is an Etsy store. I've been told to let you guys know there is an. And for those of you who don't know what Etsy is, uh, maybe you can ask your wives uh, what, <laughs> what that is. Um, but uh, there is a store out there online as well that you can order from, or you can uh, also find it on Facebook as well. Uh, so I apologize we didn't bring enough pieces. I didn't expect that much love from you guys. No, it's not that. I always expect that much love from you guys, but um, the, our staff did not. So <laughs> that's not my problem. It is kind of my problem. Uh, it is such a pleasure to be with you guys today. And, and like John was sharing, we have been experiencing an immense amount of God's favor within our lives and our ministry. And so I, I do want to talk about that topic, about favor. Um, just to give you a little update, we've been recently appointed um, to be um, a part of a regional coalition. It's not just Mexico we're impacting. Uh, it's the whole region of Central America. Uh, the federal governments each have ta human trafficking task forces and they meet in a coalition and they've invited us to be a part of that coalition as technical advisors on human trafficking. And so uh, we praise God for that. Uh, we've been most recently selected by the UN as an elite model for our uh, traffic, um, our safe homes and uh, selected by the federal government to kind of hold, uh, hold the presidency of the national coalition for all the safe houses in Mexico. So we praise God for that as well. And um, that, that has been uh, an immense amount of God's favor within our lives. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's not like this was in my uh, strategic plan that I had, that we would be doing these things. But um, God has shown uh, certain things, some principles within our life and our ministry that has helped us get to this level favor. Um, and when I talk about that, I, I'd like to mention that most of us, I believe, are not operating to our fullest potential as Christians. Ouch. <laughs> you know, God has favor. How many of you guys want more of God's favor in your life? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. But, you know, I, I believe, you know, there's God's favor that he puts upon our lives, his, his anointing, right, his authority, his greater authority in our lives. And, and, and 
leveraging natural gifts and talents and he gives us faith and grace to be able to operate in those four and the anointing authority, uh, our natural giftings as well as favor to be able to impact the world. See, the intent for God placing his Holy Spirit within you. God's desire and plan to put the resurrection power of God within you. It's not so that you could just play church or play being a Christian. To be just somebody to warm a seat during a Sunday morning. We're supposed to be world changers. We're supposed to be planet shakers. We're supposed to bring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And what that looks like is, is taking his principles, his, his authority, his sovereignty, his values, and infusing it within society and culture so that, that culture and society begins to shift. I know we are living in a society and culture that's going against God. But we're not designed to flow with that. We're actually supposed to go against it. And as we go against it, we're supposed to be pushing and moving and gaining territory for his kingdom. That's his desire for you and me. And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how God has been moving within us, give you a little testimony, but give you the principles of what we've been learning as far as what favor looks like. So I know you guys raised your hands. I would, I would like some favor, please. Is it on the menu? God's favor is on the menu. <laughs> but this is what favor looks like. Favor is divine preference and privilege that results in an acceleration towards the fulfillment of God's purposes and intentions for your life. It's divine preference and privilege that results in acceleration towards the fulfillment of God's purposes and intentions for your life. I mean, we probably all heard of the book, you know, Purpose Driven Life. Oh, I just need to find my purpose. We are looking for that purpose and looking for that purpose and, and, and what is my purpose? But what God's favor does is that purpose might be there, but what he does is he, that favor just pushes you, pushes you and accelerates you into fulfilling that purpose he has. Fulfill that intention God has, a divine intention he has for your life. Now, it's important to mention that favor is not favoritism. You know, I like Mary more than Jane. That's not what favor is or partiality. That's not what fa God's favor looks like. God's favor is for everyone. But it, the question is, how do I gain access to that favor? How do I gain access to that favor? You want to grow in God's favor? You want to have access to that favor? How many say yes? Me, 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 me. please me. Well, the path to obtaining God's favor is boom, 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 through humility. Don't say that, Pastor Benny. <laughs> humility, that just hurts. You want more favor in your life? You want to see God's favor in your life? Be humble. Do you know that the measure of your humility is it's it's made evident in moments when that humility is tested and challenged. 
That's the only way you can see it. I mean, if I saw Pastor John standing on the street corner, I don't know why he'd be standing, just standing there on a street corner, but if he's standing there and I look at him, I see him, I wouldn't just say, oh, he's just such a humble man. No. You, you have to interact with people. You have to put yourself in circumstances and situations where that humility can be challenged or tested. So if you want to grow in your humility, then go get it challenged. You want to grow in your humility? Then go get it tested. You know, that means you have to interact with some challenging people. How many have challenging people in your life? Oh, yeah. We have two teenagers at home. I'll tell you about challenging people. Lord, what is wrong with my children? How many of you guys say that? What is wrong with that person? What is wrong with you? We easily say that, but I want to challenge you. Instead of saying, what is wrong with you? What if we ask, what is that person lacking? What is that person missing? You know, if we, we, we would think about it that way, then we would know that, oh, wait, Maybe they need something from God that they don't have yet. And maybe I should pray into that more. And I can love them that way. Oh, that just seems so much more difficult. It is. But you know what? You're going to have to ask yourself, what's missing in me? I'll tell you what's missing in you. It's missing in me, too. Patience. Oh, that hurt again. That's twice, Pastor Benny. Oh, yeah. Patience. Do you realize, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about all of your stress and your anxiety, maybe your anger, what if you were more patient? Would you have struggles with that? No, you wouldn't. If you had more patience, you would realize there's a process God is taking not only you through, but that other person. God's taking them through a process as well. And if you would be patient on this, no, don't be throwing elbows now. I know you're throwing elbows at the person next to you. I see it. You need to be more patient. That's you. No, that's me too. It's, see that patience, if you think about it, it's like, do you know that the enemy trembles when he sees a patient person? He is literally scared when he sees a patient person because he knows that his normal attacks that he uses against you are no longer effective. If you are really patient, because come think about what God is trying to develop within you. Think about the character that he wants to build up within you. Think about the most precious things we have. Precious metals, diamonds. Just use those for example. Those two things are forged with 
two processes, time and pressure. Time and pressure. The most priceless things we have in life are forged under time and pressure. Now, your marriages, your children, the challenging people within your life, your own character, it's forged with time and believe it or not, some pressure. I kind of want to go into that because God wants to develop something within you so he can get something through you. Amen? Amen. And, and I think a lot of us, we, we think that it's going to come from the outside in. That the favor is something where it's just something that comes up on, from the favor of God just falls down upon me. No. It comes through your character. And as God sees your character, then he says, oh, this is favor, and I'm just going to push that favor right through him. And if you look at Noah's life, we're going to look at Noah's life. If you want to look in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9, it says this. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Kind of sounds like what we're living in today. Now the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, the creatures that move along the ground, for I, have re I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord completely changed history. It changed the trajectory of all creation. Not just humanity, but the whole world. Everything that he had created was because of the favor of God upon one man's life. Now I want you to understand when you operate in his favor, what his heart and desire for you is for you to be that type of person. For this church, for this house to be a house that moves in his favor and changes the course of history. Do you believe that about yourselves? Can I get an amen, please? He wants to do something powerful through you. But he's looking at your character. He's looking on the inside to see if this guy or this girl is ready for his favor. Now it says this, and this is how we know. This is the account of Noah and his family. It reads in the next verse, Noah was a what? Righteous man. Blameless among the people of his time, and he walked how? Faithfully with God. We see here that Noah was a righteous man, and he walked faithfully with God. Now, what does it look like to be righteous? And what does it look like to walk faithfully with God? Now, I, I, I propose to you this, I, I, and, and this is something that God has revealed to me as what righteousness looks like. You know what righteousness looks like? It's loving what God loves and hating what he hates. 
Simple as that. Could you begin to love what God loves? Could you begin to love justice? Could you love compassion, love mercy, to love just, love generosity, love purity and holiness? Could you love those things? And, and would you pursue after those things and love them as he loves them? Or begin to hate what he hates, to hate injustice, to hate the brokenness, to hate depravity. Could you hate those things? Really hate it? That's what righteousness looks like. You know, I'll, I'll give you a tip here in, in, in Psalms 1, 1 and verse, verses, uh, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, you'll see this gradual progression of how we might fall into certain sin and how you can keep your way out of it. You want to know? It says there, it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way um, that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Now, I'd like for you to look at the verbs, the action words here. And it says this, it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Now, how many of us know, I mean, we, we walk in life either physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, whatever it might look like, but we walk and we might find ourselves walking in step with the wicked. And then we, something catches our eye, something catches our heart, and we then stand. And when after we stand, then we sit. And then by then it's too late. And what the enemy tries to do is to just have you walking through life. Stopping, standing, and sitting. But it says, blessed is one who delights in the law of the Lord, who loves what he loves and meditates on his law day at night. You know, I, I walk, I walk in some of the darkest places in the world. I, you know, seeing red light districts on all the major continents and walk through them. But as I walk through that darkness, I tell you what, yeah, there's a lot of temptations around me. A lot of things that are trying to get me to stand and sit down. But what I need to do is as I walk through those dark places, as I walk through that temptation, I keep my mind, I keep my heart meditated on God's word. I keep it on what he wants, what he loves, what he desires for my life. You want to stay pure. You want to love what he loves. Delight in his law. That's what Noah was doing. He Imagine him living in that context as we live in our context right now. And he walked faithfully with God. He did a different walk. He did a different walk. Now it says that because of this, Noah was honored among his people. Do you realize that favor brings you blessing? Oh, give me that favor, God. 
But that blessing isn't just intended for you. You are blessed so that you can be a blessing to others, amen? That's what his design, that's what his heart is. And that's when he knows that he can bless you when he sees character within you that he'll know. Your intent isn't to kind of hold that blessing, but to be generous with it. That's when he knows he can trust you with his favor. So not too long ago, it was actually the beginning of this year, I was invited to this International Women's Day event by a governor of a state. We have a three-year-long project with them to be able to look at their whole state from top to bottom to ensure that they have no trafficking. So within three years, we anticipate as we look through everything from education, from social services, down to everything that's going down on the ground and on the streets up to the highest levels, that they would be completely eradicated by tra human trafficking. We praise God for that. And we want to take this model and we, want to, we know that we can probably replicate it all throughout the country. And that's our intent. And so we know we're in marathon mode here. We're going to be going for the long haul, but that's what it takes. But to be invited um, by that governor to be able to move in that way was totally God's favor. And then as I'm at that event, they move me to the front and I'm sitting there next to this senator. And she begins to talk with me and we begin to... Uh, discuss the work that we do, and then so then she invites me. She says, Benny, we're, go we're going to have this vote in the Senate to pass a new law to prohibit childhood marriage, child marriage. Because there are certain states within Mexico where uh, girls as young as 12 are being forced into marriage, and it's legal. So this law was going to prohibit it. So she said, I want to invite you to the Senate as we pass this law, as we vote on this law. And so I said, sure, God's favor. I show up in a suit. I don't think that's too much of God's favor. I don't like suits too much, but I was there in the suit. <laughs> and uh, they put us up at the second mezzanine. There was two mezzanines and then the ground level. And we were up there on the nosebleeds. <laughs> and uh, as the day was going along, uh, her assistant came up and said, oh, please come down to the next mezzanine level. We went from to the top, to the middle, and I was like, wow, you can actually see people's faces from here. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, she shows up again a little bit later and says, oh, we're about to vote on the law. Will you please come down to the Senate floor? And I'm like, oh, really? Maybe the suit will be useful for some reason. <laughs> and so I, we get down there, and the vote is happening. And it passes unanimously throughout the Senate. And now it is a law to prohibit, that prohibits child marriage. Praise God. And so, you know, I, uh, there's a little picture there. They take us up then to the front of the Senate and took that, that dashingly good-looking guy on the second on the right. Is, it's me there. And I'm, um, we're, we're receiving this vote. And I'm like, how, why am I here receiving this notoriety? I didn't even work for this. I didn't even strive for this. But they want to give me recognition for this part. And I was like, wait a minute. This is, this is God's favor again. So many of us, I think what happens is we, we, we receive God's favor and we just kind of like let it sit. But that's not the intent of God's favor. 
it's to leverage that favor to gain greater favor and greater impact for his kingdom, amen? And so we finish uh, the event, and I go up to the senator, and I say, what's next? What are we tackling next? And she was like, well, I don't know. I said, well, then we need to go for child begging, forced child begging. I know some of you guys have been in Mexico, and you've seen those kids that are on the, on the street corners, and they're selling, and they're begging for money. And that should be completely illegal. And actually, there is a law, but it's not being enforced. And there's a law, and it's very punitive. But what we want to do is to reform that law, to reform that law so it becomes restorative because there's push, certain push and pull factors that get that kid and the family of that kid in that situation. And that we, we need to change the system and change their whole reality in a holistic way so that that doesn't happen. So we are right now piloting a program where we're going to push through a reformation of a law so that one day when you go to Mexico, you will not see kids begging on the streets. And we want to take this model. Praise God. We're taking this model, we're going to spread it throughout Central America. And we're not only Central America, but we're going to go through Latin America and throughout all the nations of the earth because our children and, and, and their futures need to be protected. Amen. And see, we take these little battles and we win the little battles because we know who's won the war. And we're going to take those advances and we're going to make people believe, hey, we can make a difference. And these things are all small little battles to fight human trafficking at a big level. It's, it's strategic. It's the favor of God just kind of opened up my eyes to that. But, you know, I realize this. This is what God's intent is that when he shows us favor, it's time to level up. How many of you guys play video games? <laughs> or know what video games are? I got my, my son. I will tell you. But le leveling up, you need to get to the next level. I need a counseling session for that, but... You know, that, that favor, there's, there's a principle here. There's a, when there's greater transformational like, things that happen within you, he was trying to gain some transformational territory in your inner man. Okay? To pursue greater natural territory in the world. Okay? So when we pray that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, there is that growing up that we need to do. And I know for many of us, as we think about God's favor, and we think about moving in his favor and moving his kingdom, we will come across Lego mountains. How many of you guys have mountains that you're facing today? Might be a little bit bigger than this. But you guys have mountains that you're facing. So here you are. You're walking through life. This is a little transformer. <laughs> I stole it from my son. He, don't, he doesn't play with him anymore, so. Um, you're walking through life. Doo, 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 doo. A mountain. <laughs> so what do you do? You start to get on your knees. I, I've done this before. I know it works. You get on your knees and you pray. 
Can you pray? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Please move that mountain. Right? We even sing about it. I believe you move the mountains. Right? And we ask, we, ha we have three options here. We ask that God would move the mountain from our path so we can continue on our way. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Also, God can rescue you and move you supernaturally over that mountain. But I, I want to focus on the third. And I, and, and I believe that this is what God wants to do as he shows more favor within your life. How many of you guys know that the miracle of transformation that causes you to grow in Christ is greater than the miracle of moving a mountain? That the miracle of what God can do within you is greater than him trying to move a mountain. So what God intends to do and uses his favor to do is that you go from becoming a little Optimus Prime to become a bigger Optimus Prime. <laughs> without fail, I promise you, without fail, you will come across a bigger Lego mountain. And God, you can pray and say, God, move that mountain. You can say, God, come and rescue me. But what favor does and what he wants to do within you and how he wants and the reason why he put the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of resurrection and new life within you is so that you would become bigger that you would become greater, that those mountains are not mountains anymore. They are just simply molehills. So that one day you will even become a bigger <laughs> spiritual giant, an oak of righteousness. I believe that this house is destined to have spiritual giants, spiritual giants. You are a spiritual giant. It's time to level up, people. It's time to ask that God would build our lives, build us up to make us bigger and stronger so that whatever we might face, whatever circumstance it might be, and whatever it is, even global human trafficking is just a molehill for God because he has made me greater. He has made me bigger. He has made me stronger. He is flowing his power through me to change the world. I want you to stand up with me. We're going to respond with this song. I pray that it would become a prayer. It says, build my life. Build my life. So just put your hands on your heart right now. And I just challenge you to just say, God, make me bigger. Make me stronger. I want to just grow in you, and I want to become a spiritual giant. Not just for me, but for, for your name and for your glory and for your kingdom. 
Would you do that right now and just in your own way? Whatever mountain you're facing, whatever circumstances that are before you, would you, would you say, God, make me stronger, make me bigger, build my life, build me up. Build me up, God. 